0: upon those hands and in those hands that we're holding father we thank you for a greater level of sensitivity to the spirit of god father we thank you for a greater level of understanding of the will and the purposes of god in our life today father speak to us in ways that you're only capable of speaking father reveal your mind to us reveal your heart to us reveal your will to us father we ask for revelation knowledge to transcend our intellect and we may be able to hear what let says say the lord and not only hear it but as the prosperity teacher said to respond to respond to respond in jesus name amen and amen. Put your hands together if you believe that prayer and tell God that you love him. Come on, come on, come on. Put your hands together if you believe that prayer and tell the Lord that you love him, that you need him. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. Let's make our confession say, I am alive. I am, alive. I am, alert. I am alert. Say, my heart, my heart is, open is open to receive, to receive a, life-changing a life-changing word from the Lord. I will believe believe the word of the Lord. Lord. I will respond respond to the word of the Lord. Lord. And nothing nothing in my life life shall be, be yes Lord, impossible. Impossible. I want you to go with me to a very familiar passage of scripture, Romans chapter number 12. I'm sure most of us uh, can probably quote the first two verses. Most of us probably can. Uh, But I really want to just uh, pay attention to verse number two. And even just really the the A clause, and that's why it's highlighted on the screen here. Uh, and everyone, if you if you don't have it on your phone, iPad, whatever uh, it is, up here on the screen to my right and to your left, and it says, "And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed." And I really could stop there, but for the sake of hermeneutic integrity, uh, we will read it. In its entirety, it says, "And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the what? Renewing. Renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and what and what and acceptable and perfect will of God. And do not be conformed. See, I, I, I memorized the King James, and be not conformed be to not. this world, and be not." But it says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be what transformed, transformed. and do not be conformed to this world Ooh, or the Bible yeah. literally says in the Greek that look that word world there is age, mm-hmm. but be transformed by the renewing yeah, yeah. of your mind and be not conformed to this age. But be transformed and do not be put into a mold concerning what this age would project upon you, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Father, again, I thank you for preaching power and I thank you for articulation and clarity of thought and mind. To preach this word today in Jesus' name. Everyone said Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Welcome to our new series, World Changers. Amen. Welcome to our new series of World Changers. Welcome to all the visitors uh, and friends alike. We want to welcome you here. But today we're starting a new series entitled World Changers. This threefold part, uh, uh purpose, rather. Number one is to the equipping and the expanding of your worldview. Number two is so that we can begin to see ourselves in the context of history and the future. And number three, empowering us to change the world and worlds. (laughs) This is what this series is about. Number one is equipping and expanding our worldview. Number two, seeing ourselves in the context of history and the future. And number three, empowering us to change the world and worlds. Everyone say, "I I get that. Now, the question is asked, what is a world? What is a world? And so when we talk about world changing, we're not simply talking about or dealing with the earth or the terra firma or anything that is specific to a geographical location per se. Uh, In other words, we're not simply saying that you can uh, find what a world is on a map or atlas or a globe. It certainly would include those sorts of things, right? Uh, But literally when we say world, what we mean is any realm, sphere of influence, domain, or class. When we say world, we are referring to any realm Sphere of influence, domain, or class. For example, we have the what? Animal world. For example, we have the mineral world, the vegetable world. Uh, If you are a sports guy uh, or lady, uh, we have heard of the wide world of sports. We have a political world. We have even a church world. So, So when we talk about world changing, we're not specifically and exclusively talking about what we've referred to as the nations of the world. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. But I want to just kind of set the definition and the broad understanding of what we mean when we say world changing. Everyone say world changers. changers. Uh, The world, the word world, kind of a tongue twister. The word world even has idioms attached to it, such as things like I'm living on top of the what? Living on top of the world. Or he set the world on... Fire, or uh, I think the world of Javar, uh, of Razi, right? Uh, And so, but interestingly enough, and and as I was doing some research on this, you won't even find the word world in Genesis at all. (laughs) Right. Yeah, even more specifically, you won't even see it in the first three chapters. You would think that you would, but it's not even there. Why? Because there are biblical distinctions on the difference between world and earth. The Bible says to us in Psalms 24 and 1, The earth is the and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. The Bible goes on to say, again, just talking about distinctions between an earth and a world. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. The Bible even goes on to say in Psalms 98 and 9, it says, For he is coming to judge the earth with righteousness. He shall judge the world and the peoples with equity. Everyone say worlds. So I wanted to kind of just give you a, 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 a quick definition and a quick understanding of worlds. Everyone say worlds one more time. Worlds. Now my assignment today, brothers and sisters, is to preach to you a message entitled the science of change. Come on now. The science of change. So just as there are biblical distinctions between earth and world, there is however, a commonality. And the commonality between the earth and the world is that both of them can change. Everyone say change one more time. So, so my assignment today very specifically is to bring us to a place of understanding the importance of change on micro and macro levels and empower us so we can change the world and worlds. That's my assignment this afternoon. I'm going to do it well with the help of the Lord. Everyone say change. change. Now, let me give you a definition of science. The, the dictionary definition of science is this. A branch of knowledge or study dealing with a body of facts or truths systematically arranged And showing the operation of general laws. It's a lot, right? That's a lot. But I like this definition. It's a little bit shorter. It is simply the study and application of the composite of data, facts, and experimentation. I, I like that a little bit better. It's a little bit shorter. The study and application of the composite of data, facts, and experimentation. All right? Everyone say science. Now, most of us uh, who have taken uh, any level of education, particularly some of, even some of our, uh, our, our preteens and teenagers, have taken science classes. And one of the things that we learned in science classes was this thing called physical change. Mm-hmm. How many remember physical change? Uh-huh. Physical change is a reversible change in the physical properties. It literally is changing a substance without changing its basic molecular structure. For an example, uh, water, ice, and steam are all what we consider physical changes. Why? Because it still remains H2O. We have changed the physical substance of it. The water, which is a liquid, becomes solid if you freeze it. And the water, if you put heat to it, becomes steam. But at the base of it, but at, uh, it is always in steel, H2O. Uh, for another example, I, I brought this up here. Get ready, Javar. I brought this up here to, to also um, uh, demonstrate this. This is a, just a, a plain piece of paper. It's nothing deep. Don't look at me like that, and ain't nothing going bad happen. But it's just a plain piece of paper, right? A physical change, brothers and sisters, is simply ripping the paper. I did not change it molecularly, I simply changed it physically, right? In fact, if you have some tape, you can literally tape it back together, or if you got super skills, you can probably glue it back together. Right? But this is a physical change. Come on. But, brothers and sisters, there also is something that we learned in school called a chemical change. Y'all remember this? Alright. So, a chemical change, brothers and sisters. Oh, let me... Oh, yeah. Alright. 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 Thank you. I got it from now. Okay. All right, so now y'all smell it too, right? But this won't make sense in just a moment. This paper now has undergone a chemical change or an irreversible change in its atomic nature or structure. I.e., if you cook food, eggs, scrambled eggs, that is a chemical change. If you are digesting your apple this morning, that apple is going through a physical change. It will never be in the same substance. It will never look like or feel like what it once was. If y'all hear me, y'all know where I'm already going. But this paper has gone through a chemical change. It will never go back to its original state. Through that fire, that fire has caused the substance of it not to be able to do the same thing. Everyone say chemical change. Now, uh, this is what you need to understand that change is dimensional. Write that down. Change is dimensional. That means to say that that is to say this: that we can change on levels and on stages. That, that is to say that you can change in depths or in lengths or uh, uh perhaps in degrees. Change is dimensional. In other words, you can say it like this: you can change a little bit or you can change a lot. Yeah. You can trim your hair, or you can cut off your hair right you can you can lose two pounds or you can use lose 20 pounds change is dimensional you can learn a language you can uh uh, learn three languages four languages five languages change is dimensional say change is dimensional one of the ways that we change brothers and sisters is on a macro level everyone say macro. macro macro is the big picture macro is the large scale Macro brothers and sisters is what we would call global or a a broad expanse macro brothers and sisters is that which is outside of you. It is large. It is big versus what we call a micro change. Everyone say micro. micro micro brothers and sisters means small means detailed means intimate it deals with that change that is with inside of us now by show of hands and i'm sure everyone probably can raise their hand at some point or another but the reason brothers and sisters we i felt to to really kind of do this because if we're honest many of us have had or are or are having uh, that nagging feeling where you know that you need to change oh jesus Uh, We say it like this. I know I need to start saving my money. Mm -hmm. We say things like, I know I need to lose some weight. We say things like, I know I need to stop procrastinating. Everyone say change. Change. We we realize that there is this just kind of this nagging feeling inside of us that says this where I'm at, what I'm experiencing is not satisfying where I'm at. Ah Jesus. It is that feeling that says this is not getting it, Uh Uh and sometimes we're not able to articulate what it is. Oh Jesus! Sometimes we're not—we don't have the words to form. We sometimes we can't even uh, clearly uh, tell. You ever ask somebody what's wrong? They're like, I don't know what's wrong you like, I just can't and, and y'all know I hate that whole, you know, I'm feeling in some kind of way Kind of stupid stuff anyway But but one of the things that, that, that we must be able to do Is define what's wrong with us Hear right. me, why? Right. Because right. if you can't define what you need to change You won't change right. Right. And if we're going to be honest so A lot of us don't really want change What we don't want is the consequence of not changing right. 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 Uh, uh Jesus Everyone say change And we're dealing with the science of change We're dealing with the science of change Everyone say change one more time So, so watch this, I'm going to begin to give you the, what I call the change formula So, so if you want change, you need to take notes, you to listen to this uh, Because I'm going to literally help you to change Now again, going back to science class we Most of us remember this thing called a chemical reaction I remember chemical reactions But one of the things that that initiated chemical reactions is what we call a catalyst. Y'all remember that? A a catalyst, brothers and sisters, is any substance that triggers uh, or initiates a chemical reaction without itself changing what it is. For example, uh, if you were to strike a match in an atmosphere of hydrogen and oxygen, you would get what? An explosion. Why? Because striking that match, uh, introducing a a fire to that environment mm, causes there to be a chemical change in the atmosphere. And what happens is that hydrogen... and that oxygen turn into water. I, I know this is not science class in eighth grade in North Central, but 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 pay attention to what I'm saying because if we're going to begin to change, listen to what I'm about to tell you. The catalyst for change, brothers and sisters, is learning how to change your value system. Yeah. God, okay, y'all about to get mad at me here. This is the part, five minutes, where y'all get a, a little bit upset with me. I was listening to someone this week, and I can't remember exactly what was said or what was done in the in the conversation. Maybe I was looking at someone on YouTube. But but it convicted my heart to begin to say, Lord, change my value system. It convicted my heart to say, Lord, I, I don't want to... <sighs> I don't want to value everything that I value the way that I value it. Y'all, okay. <laughs> Everyone say value system. Say, say, Lord, change my value system. Say it again. Say, Lord, change my value system. Why am I saying that? Because what we value, brothers and sisters, dictates our level and the depth of our investment. let, Let me say it like this If you esteem something as having little value You invest a little bit in it if you esteem someone or something as having a great amount of value, you reciprocate it by investing a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money, a lot of care, a lot of whatever that you have because you value it or you esteem it higher. God, no, no, oh God, cover me here. I'm not trying to make nobody upset, but the reason why a lot of us have an issue or a struggle with changing is because we have not on a very foundation level change what we value. In other words, we, we 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 esteem the opinions of other people more important than perhaps our health. We esteem the opinions of other people perhaps more uh, important than we do having money saved up. Y'all are you hearing what I'm saying? We we value things so much so that we don't want to change it. We don't want to we don't want to rock the boat. We 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 don't want anybody or anything, maybe even ourselves, uh, to view ourselves differently than what we value. If this is making sense to you you, just wave at me and say, it's making sense. All right, okay, good. Now, let me begin to give you the formula for change. I want you to write this down. Number one, if you want to begin to see change in your life, it starts with conviction. God, help me preach this. It starts with conviction. Everyone say conviction. Conviction, brothers and sisters, is the realm of your belief. It is the realm of your belief. In other words, again, very closely connected to your value system is what you are convicted about. If you and I see something, an area in our life that needs to be changed, it cannot, we will not change it until we are convicted of another truth. We will not do anything different until our belief system changes about it in other words it's it's easy to come to church and hear the preacher say hey don't do that but it's not until you are convinced about your own behavior when you begin to change why? so it is my job to preach you into a new value system it's my job to preach you into a new place where you change what you value it's my job to show you that God's word his will for your life his plan for your life is more valuable than Facebook likes and tweets and posts everybody say conviction where do we see this in scripture the apostle paul wrote i almost feel like preaching y'all pray for me he said i i, I he said I, I believe therefore i spoke and what he was saying is my conviction that is in my heart is going to prompt me to say something that i would not necessarily have said what he is saying is what is going on inside of me my belief system how i see things uh, my perspective of things uh, has prompted me to change my behavior, has prompted me to do something that I had not done before. So I wanna ask you some questions for your consideration. What are you convicted about? What what grips your heart? What causes you to get angry and upset? What causes you to, 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 to be stirred into action? Because if you cannot define what that is, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, you will not be convicted to change. Everyone say change, 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 change. Number two is conversion. Conversion, everyone say conversion conversion uh is this this is what jesus said in luke he said listen or matthew rather he said surely i say to you unless you are converted and become as little children you by no means will enter the kingdom of heaven this brothers and sisters is the realm of repentance In other words, if you and I are going to get to a place of change, we have to first of all be convicted of the fact that we need to change by evaluating our value system. Hear me, I'm going somewhere. But then once that has been established, once I have been convicted of a new truth, once I have been convicted of a new understanding of something or someone, he now causes us into a place of conversion. What is conversion? Again, it is the realm of repentance. To repent does not mean simply to be sorry for something. Can Can I snatch you out of ignorance here? When you and I repent, it's not just saying I was wrong. That's not what repentance is. Repentance is not just saying, yep, my bad. That's not repentance. Repentance is not simply saying, yep, I did it. It was me. No. Repentance means that you turn from your behavior. Repentance means that yes, I know I was going north, but now I realize I need to go south. Repentance, brothers and sisters, is the realm of conversion. This is why God, Jesus told Peter, he says, once you have been converted, do what? Strengthen your brother because what he was saying is there has to be a there has to first of all be a conviction about who you are but not just a mental agreement but there has to be a change and a turning within you that says I cannot continue to do what I have done. Am I talking to anybody today? This is the realm of repentance and this is why repentance is the first step into the kingdom of God. See, I'm convinced that more people are able to talk kingdom than live kingdom. I am convinced that there are more people who understand vocabulary and terminology than really have an understanding of it ingripped in their heart. God, why do you always do this to me? And so I've been teetering and tottering on on a post. uh, uh, Lord, you want me to say this? Okay, yeah, I got to be careful. Lord, say yes, but be careful. And and so we are in a season in the year, uh, I got to say this carefully, where a lot of uh, Uh, Churches, a lot of organizations meet, come together, and one of the things that I have noticed uh, that listen carefully, this is not to a specific church or or, or organization, but one of the things that we hear in almost every single uh, time somebody grabs the mic uh, is they defend. Their way of doing things. God, okay. They, 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 they say this is what we do. And we're proud of who we are. And it just my it just boggles my mind because it makes me think, well, well, where do you fit in the grand scheme of the kingdom? Listen, I know we all have our fit, function, and flow. I know that there are different uh, assignments for different tribes biblically. I understand that, but we cannot take our exclusivity and use it as an excuse to be separate and exclusive God help me preach this here I don't know how I got here but okay yes I do Okay, so watch this so entrance into the kingdom of God requires that we repent That's that nicely entrance into the kingdom of God requires there to be a conversion Version Of your thinking Entrance into the kingdom of God Says I don't have a way of doing things God show me Entrance into the kingdom of God This is why he said Unless you become like a child You cannot enter the kingdom See children just take your word for it I can wake up my son right now And tell him as soon as I get home I'm going to give you a million dollars And instantly his eyes will get bigger. He'll begin to imagine How many games can I buy Will I have to still go to school? Can I get my bike finally? He don't know that I ain't got a million dollars. to to give him but but just listening to the father say I'm going to do this for you he does not have a concept of bills he does not have a concept of an 8 day 8 hour work day he does not have a concept of IRAs and CDs and 401ks all he knows as a child is I trust my father and this is what God is calling us to understand this afternoon is that the second step of change is being converted say i get that say i get that one more time i feel like preaching in about 10 minutes keep praying for me but i need to help you to understand this everyone say conviction conversion and the third one is commitment god help me preach here because this is where a lot of us fall off the cart When we are in the process of trying to change our life, uh, this is the part where we generally uh, uh, fall off the boat. Because when we we know, hey, I know I need to change. Hey, I've been convicted. Yeah, I've done some research. I know I need to change some things in my life. Uh, Hey, I need to repent. I need to change. I need to stop shopping so much. I need to buy different foods. I need to stop listening to him or her. Yeah, I got the conversion part. But when it comes to commitment, this is where a lot of us uh, fail. Quite frankly, what is commitment? Commitment is consistent engagement of a charge. It is consistently engaging in what you have been charged to do. It is not just, oh Jesus, it is not just showing up for Physically, but commitment is engaging with the assignment that you have been given, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Here is the concept in the scriptures Jesus said this In order for you to love me, you must love me with all of your heart, your mind, and your strength. What he was saying is, I don't want part time lovers. What he was saying is, I don't want a part of you separate from me because it is in that separate. God is the word for somebody. It is in that separation in that isolation that the enemy will have a foothold to tear down your commitment. It is in the it is in the world of ambiguity. It is in that in that, in that realm of, of gray matter that you are not able to stay committed and stay faithful because you keep looking and vacillating. Which way do I go? Which way do I go? How do I feel today? Will I saw or will I not? Will I pray or will I not? It is in that place where you are unable to get the full change that you are looking for because you choose not to commit. I gotta stay here. Many of us are uh, we want to be married but we don't want to commit. Many of us want to be millionaires and be successful but we don't want to commit to the process. Many of us want to change our lifestyles, our health, or do whatever but we don't want to commit to the process but once you truly understand commitment it is through thick, it is through thin, it is through the good it is through the bad, it is through the ups, it is through the downs that I stay faithful, that I stay committed, that I don't change, that I don't waver, that I don't become flaky, that I don't go up and down and vacillate and this is why brothers and sisters he says to us in Ephesians chapter 4 that we be not deceived by the uh, but the craftiness of men and cunning of sleight of hand by being drawn away with every wind of doctrine uh, how many can be honest and say uh, you were set on something uh, and then somebody said something to you and then you start saying do I really believe that uh, is that really what I want to do I mean you've thought about it uh, you've prayed about it uh, you've fasted about it you've really thought this thing through and then that one person comes along and says are you sure you want to do that Uh, and then you go yeah I'm sure I think uh, see that is the power brothers and sisters uh, of suggestion uh, to throw you off of the course of change Uh, God help me here this is why you have to be sensitive who is in your ear in the process of your change Uh, this is why brothers and sisters uh, when you are giving birth to a baby where my mother's at uh, everybody and their mama ain't in the room with you Uh, God help me preach this here I remember I remember when Lady Lisa was having Christopher before it began she began to push, the whole room was full, my dad was in there my mom was in there, we were all in there and she was sleeping, she'd wake up on every hour and throw up because of the uh, uh, the medication but when it came time for her to push uh, most of them had to leave the room, are y'all hearing hi, what I'm hi, saying hi, hi. in other words what he oh, Christopher was about to make his debut into the world, in other words out world was about to change in other words the the sphere of the more household was about to do this and in the process of expansion everybody could not be in the room y'all are hearing what I'm saying what I'm trying to help you to see brothers and sisters is that you have to be committed to your own change what I'm trying to get you to see brothers and sisters is that yes we are a corporate body but But I told y'all last month uh, that you still gotta save yourself, uh, and that means to put some sweat equity into your own destiny. Oh oh God, I'm trying to be good. Uh, See, this is why uh, I'm very careful. I'm becoming more careful about my time, my energy, and my efforts. Uh, Why? Because the Bible says this. Let me go Bible, then I'm gonna go real on you for just a moment. Uh, The Bible, Jesus said this: uh, Cast not your pearls before the swine because they do what you give to them, and we always stop there, but the Bible says they will turn and rend you. Uh, Do I have any Bible readers in the house? What he was saying is do not give what is precious to those who do not have a sense, watch this, of value because they don't value what you have. They will squander what you give them. So I'm beginning to understand that my time is increasingly becoming more important as God puts more responsibility on me, not because I don't love you, like you, want to hang out, want to respond, none of that but because there is a generation that I'm mindful of because there is a people group that I'm mindful of, because there are future plans that I'm mindful of if you cannot see that with me and value that with me then I I would be irresponsible to chase after you and try to get you to listen to me and to Like me, God help me here. I had to grow up and understand that if you don't like me, that's Fine, because God is not depending on you to like me to f- for my destiny to come to pass. So I had to become committed to my own destiny and my own future and to those who have been attached to me. Those who have been saying, I'm going to feed you because you're going to feed me. Those who have been attached to me, it says, My destiny is tied up in your mouth. So I'm going to make sure you can say what God is saying so i can get what god is saying about me are y'all hearing me everybody say change the world y'all didn't say it right say change the world say it again say change the world and now watch this the reason that we need this formula brothers and sisters is because many of us have been caught in the realm of religion or practices. And if I can just connect this, the realm of religion and practices is akin to a physical change. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? It is akin to simply ripping the paper. It is akin to just making a separation of, watch this, you don't change, you just change your behavior. You really don't change, you just stop doing what you're doing. nothing really about you changes and if we catch you on the right weekend somebody's gonna put some tape on you and you don't look like what you've been through see we make adjustments on the outside but not the inside see this is the realm of religion and practices this is the realm where we look the part where we where we act the part where we do the right thing and we say the right thing and we keep the heels are just the right way just to make everybody feel like we down or we good but I just believe that there are a group of world changers who are saying it's not about the physical change, it is about the chemical change, it is about the change of the realm of my relationship, it is about the change of the realm of my levels of intimacy with the Father, are y'all hearing me? So this is what God is saying to us on this first message of world change is that if we're going to change the world or the worlds, the change has to begin in us. The change has to begin on a very micro and molecular level. Put your hand on yourself and say, I need to change. Come on, come on, say it three times. Say, I need to change. I need to change. Hallelujah. Now touch somebody and say, help me change. Come on, y'all. Walk, talk back. Say, help me challenge you. This is why we need it. This is why we need it. This is why we need it. Because we need to change. This is why we need it. Because we need to change. Now watch this. Listen, what the Lord was sharing with me, and let me remind you of this, is that the foundation of the gospel is change. The foundation of the gospel is changed why do I say that because when Jesus shows up on the scene of Matthew chapter 4 his message is what repent, Where are my AMI students y'all too quiet, the, the message that he preached was what repent for the kingdom was at hand and what he was saying is I'm here, I've showed up in human history so that those who were sinners could become saints I'm showing up in human history to let you know that you might be sick but you can change to being healed I'm showing up in human Human history uh, to let you know that you may have been impoverished, uh, but you can now begin to walk in a place uh, of prosperity. I want you to touch somebody next to you uh, and testify and say to them, I am changing. I am changing. I want you to confess that. I want you to confess that. Come on, I want you to put some faith behind that uh, and say, I am changing. I am changing. I am changing. Come on, say it. Get the Get the, get, the, get the church smile off your face I'm changing No, no, no Come on, put some faith behind it And say, I'm changing I'm changing, I'm not the same I'm not the person that I was I'm not the person I'm going to be Somebody say, I'm changing I'm changing Come on, now give God some praise right there For the next 10 seconds Come on, give some praise right there Glory to Jesus. Glory to God. Everybody sound changing up. Everybody say, I'm changing. I'm I'm almost there. Everybody say, I'm changing. changing. Say it again. Say, I'm changing. Because, Because listen to this. Because the great commission is this. Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now watch this. Walk with me here. And I said this last week. And the Lord begin to illuminate this to me now watch this he's saying I need you to go make disciples not just converts God help me here hide me in the blood he said, I need you to make disciples. What is a disciple? A disciple is a committed learner. A disciple is one who grasps the truth of one that is disseminating information and revelation. And so watch this. We live, particularly in America, we live in such a secret sensitive society. God, can I say this? Yeah, okay. And this is why, this is just BG3. This is why I believe so many people uh, I adhere to the sinner's prayer because it, it, it includes people so easily. All you have to do is repeat after me, and you're going to heaven, and all is well. It's yes, all good. You're a child of God now. You're a Christian. Blah, 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 blah. But Jesus did not say, go tell people to say prayers. He said, I need you to go to every nation and make disciples. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me today. He said, I need you to go make disciples. I need you to tell people that yes, you're going to have to lay down your life. I need you to make disciples, not just tell people inspirational messages, and that is a part of it, but I need you to help them to understand what I said and what he said was, if you're going to be my disciple, you have to deny yourself. That's a part of our commission. Uh, It's not just to preach fluff sermons uh, and inspirational sermons and good words. Uh, We have to become people who are skilled to go into nations uh, and say this is what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. Uh, I lay down, y'all ain't saying nothing here. I lay down my life. Uh, I don't belong to myself. Uh, I take up my cross daily and follow him. Yes, I got feelings, but I don't stay in them because I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. This is the great commission. Now watch this. So the Lord showed me this as I was preparing back there. And he said, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now Acts 2.38, people don't get nervous. Whether or not this was added or not, I'm not here to debate that. But literally, the Lord showed me another understanding of of this because what it means to be baptized is this to be baptized into someone or to something means that you are submitting into it when you listen when you are baptized and we bury you in the name of Jesus we put your entire body under the water as if to say you are dead there's no more of you that we see you're under the ground hear this and so he says I am the you to baptize them watch this in the name of the father the son and the holy ghost we'll talk about baptism in titles later but this is what the lord shared with me when he said that we are being baptized or submitted to the father what he was saying is you are making disciples who understand the sovereignty of god the fatherness of god the fatherhood of god that he is your source uh, that He is Abba, uh, that He is the One that created you. Uh, are y'all hearing me? Uh, so, in the process of making disciples, uh, we have to teach them uh, that it's not about you; uh, it's about the Father. Uh, not only are we to teach about the sovereignty of the Father, uh, but the servanthood of the Son. I uh, here We have to teach on the servanthood of the son. In other words, we make Jesus the role model for how we serve. In other words, we look to Jesus, who did not think of himself in the form of God, thinking robbery, to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a servant. Are y'all hearing me this afternoon? God help me here. And not only that, but being baptized in the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit or in the strength of the power of God. Everybody say sovereignty, Loverty. servanthood, Loverty. and strength. Say it again. Say sovereignty, Loverty. servanthood. Loverty. Strength. Uh, cut the air off if you don't mind. Uh, everybody say sovereignty, uh, servanthood, uh, and strength. Uh, this is what it means uh, to make disciples. Uh, is to help them to understand uh, the sovereignty, servanthood, uh, and the strength of God. If you're with me, say, I'm with you. Uh, one more time, say, I'm with you. Come on, say one more time, I'm with you. Now listen, uh, now this is what we need to understand uh, Concerning the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, That the great commission allows us uh, And commissions us to make disciples Uh, If you got that, say I got that Uh, Say it again, say I got that Uh, Why is this so important? Because as a disciple What it does is the teachings get into uh, The molecular structure of your thinking as a disciple it gets into your way of thought, as a disciple it gets into the DNA of your convictions, as a disciple it's not simply just being inspired to preach but as a disciple you are taught how to think you are taught how to feel as a disciple you are taught to be a a, a person that thinks like God that acts like God uh, that would reason like Jesus uh, as a disciple uh, it brings you into the science of change uh, if you get that say I get that uh, I gotta add one more layer to this uh, so watch this uh, for as a believer we are not just changing i want to introduce a word that most of us know perhaps you have not thought of it in this context uh, but as a believer we're not just changing uh, we are evolving God help me here. We are evolving. What does that mean, BT3? What that means is, as God releases a prophetic word, what it does is it triggers something in us that causes us to recognize where we are, yes, but also what we are becoming. If you're getting that, say I'm getting that. So watch this. When we were born again, we died and we rose to walk in the newness of life but in the process of change, in the process of walking with God we go through the process of evolution, God help me here we go through the process of the unveiling of more of who you are you go through the process of realizing that last season is not you, God I feel like preaching in five minutes, you go through the process of of understanding that one season uh, does not determine your entire identity Uh, you go through the process uh, of what we call evolution Uh, and what God does is uh, he brings us to greater levels of understanding Uh, and let me say it like this Uh, when God reveals something to Moses uh, Moses said God uh, I want to see your glory he said God uh, I want to know more of you and God said to Moses, um... Uh-uh sir, you can't handle all of me. You will become a spot in the ground. You can't handle my glory. Watch this. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to pass by and let you see the remnants of what I left as a result of what was exposed to my glory. So this is why we are changed. Listen, we are changed from glory to glory. Why? Because God reveals another side of himself that we did not let us see previously Uh, are y'all hearing me Uh, and as a result of that uh, being in the presence of God in the mountain uh, the Bible says that Moses' countenance had changed Uh, are y'all hearing me today Uh, his countenance had changed uh, so much so uh, that when he went down to be with the people on their level uh, they could not look at him Uh, so he had to walk around with a veil on his face uh, and be shrouded with the glory of God, because of the experience in the presence of God, everybody say He's changing me. And as a result, I feel like preaching here. And as a result of being in the presence of God, Moses began to see himself differently. God help me here. You never hear about Moses complaining to God about his speech impediment once he had been in the glory. You never hear. Moses uh, having a problem uh, with his self image uh, once he was exposed to the glory of God. In fact Moses was changed This ain't even on my notes In fact Moses was changed so much so That he reached a level In God where God said Moses I'm going To put your spirit On 70 men Y'all didn't hear what I said What he was saying is You've reached a place in me Of trust with me That I trust you so much So that I can Have you duplicated in the earth y'all didn't hear what I said he said i got to put what's on you on them listen he did not see some of y'all churchy folk will have a problem with that it's not about men it is what God says it is Uh, It's not about people. It is when God says it is because if God puts his name or his stamp on a human being that human being becomes the conduit in which your change comes. God help me preach this here. And so as Moses was walking with God there was more about God that was revealed not only through him the person but because Moses was a prophet of God, whenever he opened up his mouth, more of God was revealed to creation. I need y'all to wake up. God, help me here. This is why when they came to the Red Sea, God told Moses, "I ain't moving. You stretch out your rod." Which I'll wake up. Is it when you get to a place where you need a helping hand? I need you to go within yourself and find your God likeness in yourself, and use what I gave you and deposit it in you, and use your authority. Let me get to to that mountain because I put something inside of you uh, that is bigger uh, than what you've been through Moses uh, I know that you had to be raised uh, in Pharaoh's court uh, but that's not who you are I had to bring you to a place uh, of evolution I had to bring you out of the environment uh, that fed you lies about your past uh, because I had to give you a so that you can be converted so that you can commit to my work so that the earth can be changed through your words would E.C. stand up and give God some praise right there y'all making me nervous would y'all wake up Give God some praise right there. Would you wake up and realize that there's something inside of you that says, I'm better than this? There's more to my story than this. Come on and say, Glory to God. And this is what the Lord told me to tell you. He said, To embrace your difference. He said, Embrace the uniqueness of who you are. This is why you are a peculiar people. People. This is why, brothers and sisters, because he said, I've called you to change the world and the world, but it's not going to happen until there is a change on the molecular structure. It's not going to happen until there is a face-to-face encounter with me so I can show you who you really are. I you out! To bring you into to sanctify you and set you apart and woo you out of that because there is a difference that you have been called to bring about in the sphere of the influences that i planted you and now I feel like preaching help me Holy Ghost I heard the Lord say E.C. can't leave Indianapolis our assignment is not done and this is why it is an indictment upon the house of E.C not to have all those purple chairs filled up because God has given us a commission to fill up his house and I told y'all Wednesday night that a house is not just a physical address but a house is a structure a system of beliefs there are people in churches right now who are asleep who don't know who they are they're wondering God when Are you going to answer my prayer But I declare in Jesus' name That the house of E.C. Is going to stand up To her assignment And we're going to be world changers And we're going to start in Indianapolis I declare in Jesus' name That every Jezebelic assignment Be passed down now You will not stop The prophetic flood of the Lord. I declare in Jesus' name that every spirit of sin out and it be cursed and cast into the sea. We're not going to come off our wall. In the name of Jesus, I command the spirit of apathy to leave. You see, now, I command the spirit of indifference to Baby say now. <laughs> command the spirit of a spectator to leave me sin now by the authority vested in me. And I, as the apostle of this house, I declare in Jesus' name that God is releasing fresh ideas and strategies and building blocks and connections and people to come to this house. In the name of Jesus, I I declare that your prayer life is changing. I declare that your consecration levels are increasing. I declare that your discipline is increasing because you understand that you're a world changer. You understand that your family is waiting on you. You understand that Indianapolis is waiting on you. You understand that your co-workers are waiting on you. Waiting on you to what? To, to change. Waiting on you to evolve. Waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God to be released in Indianapolis. Waiting, groaning, and travailing. When is EC gonna wake up and know who she is? When is EC gonna wake up and stop needing to be pumped and crying every week? When is EC gonna sow big seeds? On a regular basis, when is every EC partner gonna be on time for prayer? When is EC gonna understand? She's a bigger than Indianapolis and they're gone has called us to plant churches all across the world. When is EC going to understand that the enemy cannot stop our voice? When is EC going to stop trying to be conformed to this city but be transformed? by the renewing of her mind when are you going to evolve out of laziness when Are you going to evolve out of poverty and fear? When are you going to evolve out of rejection, depression, irritation, and apathy? Just touch somebody next to you and go into a praise frenzy and tell them I'm changing, I'm evolving. My conviction is coming back. My conversion is coming back. Commitment is coming back I know who I am I'm a world changer I know who I am I can't stay where I'm at I know who I am This is not my place Of permanence. I know Who I am Persuaded that he that becomes a good work in me is able to perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. He's not done with me, but I'm changing. That second dimension, don't get tired. We govern from the third realm. Don't get tired. Let's pierce that demonic canopy now. Don't get tired. Let's make some noise in the heavens. Don't get tired. Remind the demonic principality we are here and we ain't leaving. We're not intimidated by deceits right now, but we declare that. Nations are the portion of this house We declare That languages Are the portion of this house We declare That riches and wealth Slow, Lord. Everyone, lift your hands. Here comes the download right there. Come on. There's a wave of His glory about to hit this place. There's a wave of His power about to hit this place. There's a wave of His anointing about to hit this place. Give me a fresh wind. There's a fresh wind about to hit this place. There's a fresh anointing. There's a fresh glory. There's a fresh conviction. There's a fresh conversion. There's a fresh commitment. I release it now. I release it now. Just receive it. I release it now. It's in the atmosphere. Just receive it. I release it now. I release it on every road. I release it now. 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 I release it now over your pettiness, an anointing to get over your issues, an anointing to get over you, I release it now. That problem that you've had, you will have it no more forever. I declare in Jesus' name, there you go, I declare in Jesus' name that the strength of God is rising up in you in the name of Jesus. You're going to change the world. You're going to change your family. You're going to change your generations. It's not going to be business as normal to find somebody and just tell them, embrace your change. Embrace your change. Celebrate your difference. Embrace your change. The Lord's been dealing with you about some things and he's been waiting on you to say yes. The Lord's been dealing with you on some things. Lift your hands. The Lord just told me to tell somebody the excess is coming off of you. The, the excess is coming, of you. The is coming off of you. The residue is being wiped off of you. The Is being wiped off of you. You're going to be completely and totally changed and transformed by the power of God. May deliverance hit you now. told me I want to visit them at their seat. Every hand lifted. Turn it down just a little bit please. Every hand lifted. Father in Jesus name. I release divine visitations now. Right where you are seated. Right where you stand there is a presence of Jesus Christ that is coming to be real to you right now. I'm telling you what he said. He said, I want to visit them at their seat. As your hands are lifted, as your hearts are yielded, there you go. You're experiencing his presence right there. Whatever you need in his presence, just tell him what you want. Whatever you need, whatever you are suffering from, just tell them, Lord, take this away. If it's same-sex attraction, if it's poverty, if it's perversion, if it's unforgiveness, if whatever it is, just say, Lord, take it away right now. Take it away, take it away, take it away. Change me, transform me, transform me, God. Transform me. Change me, God. believe, believe, believe believe God believe God believe God believe God believe God believe God right where you sit Right where you sit. Right Right where you sit. Right where you sit. Right where you sit. Right where you sit. lower